This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 1360 AM and streaming live on KWWJ.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 AM and streaming live on KYOKradio.org. KCOH 1230 AM, The Source. On San Geek Radio 95.1 FM 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 AM. Call in at 832 832- 2-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then. All right, Houston. Here we are. It's Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Just call me Gilbert Garcia. Let that play a little bit, Mr. Producer. Thank you, studio audience. We're here with another segment of A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. And boy, do I have a guest for you today. Oh, my God. It's almost like uh, Latin American uh, royalty or something here. Wait till you meet him. Wait till you meet him. What a gentleman. But before we do that, oh, my goodness. All we need is love. I mean it. I don't know about you, Houston, but every time I open the newspaper and I see another shooting, another thing in school, another thing of plowing into people with their car, I just think it's just madness. And, you know, it all comes down to we just need some love again, loving our fellow man, our fellow woman, our humanity. You know, we're all part of one race, the human race. Let's just li- thank you, studio. Let's just listen to this again. All you need is love. John Lennon, the Beatles had it right. Love is all you need. If you let that guide you, let's let it go there, Mister. Let it play out. I just love this song. There's nothing you can know that isn't known. Nothing you can see that isn't shown. There's nowhere you can be that isn't where you've meant to be. It's easy. All you need is love. All right, let's fade that out, Mr. Producer there. And before I introduce our guest, I just have to give a shout out because uh, this past weekend were two important things for me. The first... Of course, my daughter, Juju, who, of course, I talk about her, it seems like every other show. So she had her choir uh, uh, recital with her, I don't even know all the words, trip or trio, mixed chord, this is that. Bottom line is, if you want to hear heaven and earth, it's angelic, is to hear these young people and to hear them sing. And they're all sort of young people and they're all going through adolescence and all the stuff that goes with adolescence. But you know what? Those voices are amazing. They're just beautiful. And when my daughter's up there, she's like a whole different person because she becomes very serious and stoic. And then every now and then she'll give me a little ojo. That's what we call a little eyeball looking at me. And she's acting like, you know, like she can't really see me. But I know she sees me. And I'm there with pride looking at my daughter sing. It is amazing. The other thing, of course, is we had the Cinco de Mayo parade brought on by Lulac. And, of course, yours truly had a float. And I saw a lot of great people with floats. And the most beautiful thing of all was 
I don't know how many people were there, and I don't know what the Chronicle will say, but to me, there were hundreds of thousands of people lined up. I mean, there were tons of people, tons. They were everywhere. And what was beautiful was how they were celebrating the Latino heritage with such beautiful dresses. Then, you know, and when the women, they're stylish to open up their dress and to show the beautiful dress. And it was really magnificent. Uh, and I think that the winner of the best float goes to, uh, oh, Mr. Producer, the, the guy that's got the furniture store and his wife was on a big dinosaur. <laughs> I mean, the wife was on a humongous dinosaur. And all I could think about is don't lean too far. But, oh, that, that was one of the best floats. And it was just a blast. And so Cinco de Mayo, it was, I showed up there at about nine o'clock. People were already lined up. There's some pictures there. People were already lined up. And I mean, it got started. There were well over a hundred different floats. There were schools, there were bands, there were cheerleaders, and it went all the way. I don't know. I got home at like 1.30 and I was exhausted and boy, my top of my head was fried. Next time I know to wear a hat. So it was a really great weekend. And if anyone listening to me knows anything about water, please call in because all I know is I get my water bill and like all of you, I'm stunned by it. I don't know what's happening, but my water bill is just so high and I'm like, what is happening? So I, I need someone to come up here and, and educate us all on one of my shows of what is happening to our water bill and why. Didn't we just get that new water plan and all those kinds of things? And why is it not working? And why could we not have water the other day? I mean, what is going on? Leave it to me. I'm going to not leave it to Beaver. Leave it to me. I'm going to find out and I'm going to report back. Uh, we may have already a caller here. Let's just see. Mr. Producer, do we have a caller there? Because I'm expecting State Representative Ron Reynolds to call in. Uh, I got Jesse and Dominic on the line. Oh, right. Let, let him through. Okay. Is there a Jesse? Did you say Jesse, Mr. Producer? Uh, Jesse, yes. Jesse, what do you got there, Jesse? Jesse, come on through. Oh, you hung up, Jesse. Well, call back, Jesse. Uh, Dominic, are you there? Oh, my God, they both went out. Well, that's okay, because that leads me to this. You know, everyone knows that I have been to El Salvador. One of my good friends got married there, and we had a, a wedding ceremony there, and boy, it was just beautiful. I've never worn the Yavetas, but you know what? They're so comfortable. Whoever came up with that idea, I don't know what that cloth is, whether it's just like thick cotton or whatever, but God, it's so comfortable, and it looks very fine and cool and there's all kinds of patterns with embroidery around the edges around the the pockets it's just beautiful and so i've been to el salvador i love that country and there's so much going on there with their new president who's a young man he is aggressive he is smart and you remember we had a lot of members of their congress that were here in our offices and we interviewed a couple of them they're all young they're all beautiful they're all uh, want to do well by their country and there's so many things about the el salvadorian uh, history that i didn't know and if you think about it i'm going to put it in context if you look at the harris county it's a humongous county it's about 1200 square miles maybe a little bit bigger well, that's about the same size of the country of El Salvador. So that gives you some perspective. And if you think about the number of citizens in the greater Houston area, depending upon you talk to, it's, you know, sort of four to six million-ish people. 
Well, that's about the population of El Salvador. So just think of the country as, you know, Harris County and think of it that way with the representative government. And because of their location, uh, they have beaches while at the same time they have mountains. So in this area, there's all different types of topography. Is that the right word, topography? Yes. Who, who, who's got that, uh, uh, what do you call it, thesaurus? But uh, <laughs> not brontosaurus, thesaurus. But it's it's got... Um, you know, all kinds of topography. It's really beautiful. And so what I have here for us, first of all, I have a translator who's Miss Daisy Marin. Daisy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Gilbert. Thank you for having us over. Yeah, and Daisy, of course, we all know her from being president of the Texas Democratic Women's, and now you're on the statewide board. Is that right? Yes, I was just elected a, a vice president at the state level. That is tremendous. Yes. Uh, and we have our special guest, which is Congressman Guillermo Gallegos, and he is the vice president of the El Salvador Assembly. What that means, in addition to that means he's a big dude, what it means is he's essentially the Speaker of the House. And so here's a gentleman who has been in government for quite some time. We have him here. It's truly a pleasure. You know, you always hear the cliche, it's an honor, it's an honor, it's an honor to have him here. And so I'm going to, I know he speaks a little bit of English. I know I speak a little bit of Spanish, but to be safe, I'm going to ask Daisy to help translate. So Daisy, just ask uh, Mr. Speaker, you know, what's it like every day waking up and you know that you're leading your country into a sort of a different phase of its existence. Okay. Dice que cómo es en las mañanas cuando usted se levanta y usted sabe que es usted el, el que está liderando una nación. ¿Cómo es su día para usted? How does he feel and what does it mean? ¿Cómo se siente y qué significa eso para usted? Bueno, muchas gracias y muy buenos días. Gracias, Gilbert, por permitirme estar esta mañana contigo en la radio. Gracias, Daisy. Bueno, se siente una responsabilidad muy grande. It's a big todo. responsibility, Gilbert. Eh, el hecho de gobernar o estar al frente de un país tan eh, con tantas necesidades como El Salvador, pero sobre todo se siente una bendición de Dios el poder servirle al país, al Salvador. It's, it's a great blessing from God to be able to serve a country with so many needs. Yes. Well, ask him, you know, when he grew up, does he rem remember how the country was before? And what was it like? Because a lot of us here in America remember, like in the 80s, I don't know if the right term is revolution, civil war, the guerrillas. I don't know the right term, and I don't want to sound ignorant and belittle it. But does he remember? And what does he remember about that time? Cuando usted era pequeño, ¿qué recuerda de la guerra del Salvador? Bueno, lo más impactante es el hecho de que el temor a poder ser víctima del conflicto armado, eh, la destrucción de mucha infraestructura de nuestro país debido a los constantes enfrentamientos que había. Hoy, gracias a Dios, tenemos un país en paz, con tranquilidad, pero principalmente el temor a ser asesinado durante el conflicto armado. Being killed by the um, conflict, um, and from that time to now, having peace in the country, it, it's a big deal for us. Cuando usted era niño, que que se enfrentó alguna situación peligrosa? Afortunadamente, no, no tuvimos un problema, pero tuvimos que emigrar de 
de el, el, mi pueblo natal hacia la capital de San Salvador, a la capital del de Salvador por, por cuestiones de seguridad, porque se estaba volviendo muy peligroso el lugar de donde nosotros vivíamos. The little town where he was born, they fled that town to the city because it was uh, it was getting very dangerous and and for safety reasons they fled the, his town and does he maybe this is just a terrible question but <coughs> did he lose friends did he lose family were they were they you know were they killed or arrested i mean give us some sense for that a usted le mataron familiares o amigos durante la guerra sí murieron murieron amigos murieron familiares también he lost many friends and family members during the revolution see here in america i don't think we can even I mean, maybe I just speak for myself. I can't even fathom that. When we go through our everyday lives and we struggle and we think about paying our bills, we don't think about how can I make sure I don't get shot walking across the street or something like that. And I think we forget about other parts of the world, whether it's Ukraine and others, that are going through these struggles. And so he lost people. He, were people arrested that he knew? Arrestaron a personas que usted conocía? Sí, los capturaban, ya sea de, de un lado, de un bando de los militares o de la esquerría. Sí, había gente desaparecida, gente que hoy en día no se sabe a dónde están después de tantos años, casi 40 años. There were many people that got disappeared from the guerrilla side and from the army forces because the army forces were recruiting people to fight with the army forces and the guerrillas were taking people to the mountains and and as as of today there is so many people that still disappear we don't know where they are it's been 40 years from the revolution oh my gosh well you can just imagine that they're not with us i mean i mean you know oh my god well hold on hold that thought because we have a caller already uh is there a jesse on the line reynolds ron reynolds ron reynolds uh, representative are you on the line And keep those comments coming. I see Carolina Rivera. Thank you for your comment. I see lots of comments coming in on uh, Facebook here. Please keep them coming. William, I see you, William Martel. Representative Reynolds, are you there? Isabella Mendoza, thank hey, you. I'm here, my, my brother. I'm here. Representative, you know. I'm from the state capitol. Okay. Well, you know what, Representative? We have the Speaker of the House of the country of El Salvador here. And he knows that you're calling. Yeah, can you believe it? And, you know, think about this, Representative. When he was growing up, it was during the Civil War, and he lost many friends that were killed, family members that were arrested, many that just disappeared. And to this day, 40 years later, they're still disappeared. Isn't that oh. unbelievable? Can you imagine that? Oh, I can't. That's terrible. And can you imagine how blessed we are in America? Even though, and I was saying earlier, Representative, that I just don't know what's going on when I see every... You know, day, every weekend, there's another thing in the news about another mass shooting or something at school or a drive car into a uh, crowd and killing people. Representative, I mean, what is going on? Well, it, it's a crisis. It, it is a crisis. And, and, and I, I, I want to just tell you, thank you for allowing this platform so the listeners in the, in the greater Houston area have an opportunity to be engaged and informed and empowered. But what is going on is, is, is a combination of mental health issues coupled with loose gun laws that allow people to easily access these dangerous military-style weapons. And, uh, you know, I've had enough. I, I'm, I'm really sick and tired of being sick and tired. We can't end all 
gun deaths, but we can certainly reduce them if we put some minimum reasonable restrictions to raise the age to purchase assault rifles and, you know, create some universal background checks and close the gun show loophole and, and, and extreme risk protective order, uh, which are known as red flag laws. Those are some minimal things that we could do to continue to protect and preserve people's Second Amendment right to bear arms, but make sure that people who shouldn't have access to these dangerous weapons that are lethal, that they don't have them. So I'm hoping and praying. I just literally left the families of Yavalde. We just had a press conference with State Senator Roland Gutierrez and some of my colleagues to demand that House Bill 2744 uh, by uh, State Representative uh, Tracy King, who represents Uvalde, that they will bring that bill for a vote. It was a committee held. The votes are there to pass it out of committee. Today's the last day, and that bill simply raises the age from 18 to 21 to purchase assault rifles. And please, Lord, we need that bill to pass this session. I mean, my goodness, it just seems, Representative, maybe I'm just a— uh, you know, not there in the know there. That seems like such a small move. It's like, it's like, come on, w- yeah. what's wrong with that? And why not? You know, it's just, um, you know, to be able to drink alcohol, you got to be 21. Most people, when they're cigarettes. sort of getting married, cigarettes. cigarettes. Uh, two I mean, sessions ago from 18 to 21 in the legislature, we did that. I mean, I just don't understand. Well, I want to go back to something. And by the way, sure. all of our comments are just blowing up here. So everyone who's listening, please keep writing your comments because they're wonderful. Um, yeah. So, Representative... Tell us again about your House bill. Of course, we had your constituent here, and we're talking about her son. And, and, you know, just tell us about where are we? I know you were going to have hearings. Can you update our listeners? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So the last time I was on your show and she was in uh, on the with you, uh, Ms. Jacqueline Griffin uh, Evans, uh, she was so courageous and poised when she testified on House Bill 3434 before uh, the committee, uh, the County Affairs Committee, and her co- her testimony was so compelling when she told about her son Evan and how he died in the Harris County Jail, and she didn't get answers, and he had uh, a mental illness, and that the system failed him, and she's turning her pain into purpose. Uh, her and many of her supporters, her her church mates. You know, she's very active at Brentwood Baptist Church. They were here at the Capitol testifying in favor of that bill. And lo and behold, uh, that bill passed out of the committee unanimously and is on its way to the floor. I believe it'll be up for a vote this week, I believe on Friday. Uh, And then uh, that bill will then, you know, God willing, head over to the Senate, where I'm prayerful uh, that, you know, uh, Senator Miles uh, and the Senate will be able to get that bill to Governor Abbott's desk because that bill, it needs to pass because there's something seriously wrong that's going on in the Harris County Jail. We've had a record number of people who died last year, 25 deaths. This year in 2023, is already 12, and her son was one of those tw- one of one of those 25 last year. It was just one year ago where he where he where he passed away, but no one should have a death sentence while awaiting their day in court. Many of those people are there for misdemeanors because they can't afford bail. Uh, and they're in there and they've died, and we need to figure out what's going wrong and, and correct it. Uh, and this bill will will help to to get some solutions to some complex problems that are facing the Harris County Jail. And I thank her, and I thank you for giving that platform. And I encourage everyone who's listening to call your representative 
to ask them to support House Bill 3434. It's an easy number to remember. House Bill 3434 by Representative Reynolds that uh, Ms. Griffin inspired that bill. I mean, I didn't come up with that idea. She did. She came to me uh, in, in, in her lowest point, and I, she said, I don't want what happened to me to continue to happen. I don't want another mother, another father to have to bury their son or mm. their, their, while awaiting their day in court. Enough is enough. And, and, and she had tears in her eyes. And that lady has been relentless. She checks with me every week. I get a text from her. Any movement with any updates? Any updates? I mean, she, we, we, she, she's getting ready for a memorial uh, kind of rally, if you will. So she's doing everything she can uh, to prevent this from happening again. Or you know, what, what an amazing woman, right? I mean, yeah, it, ta- it, takes, it takes a mother, right, I guess. It's a mother, yeah. right? But, but yeah. still, when you yeah. think about people who are able to, like, for lack of a better word, you know, turn the other cheek, still forgive, yeah. you know, oh I mean, all these God. great, like, you know, all the great leaders in the world, you know, the Kennedy family, the Dr. King's sure. family, all these that have had tragedy, uh, Nelson Mandela. I mean, think about these people. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. I think I'd just be. I mean, either Gilbert. I mean, I think I'd just I would, go I would crazy. Be, I would be. I would be. Pain, I would be. I would be pissed off yes. and mad and cussing people out and yes. punch somebody. But this lady, through her faith and, and through her perseverance, uh, she's been steadfast and immovable. Uh, you know, just continuing to press forward in her son Evan's memory. And you know, if we get that back, well, I'm gonna I'm I'm speak into existence. When we get that bill passed, Woo! I'm gonna then move, make a motion to name that bill after him and his memory. Oh wow! Uh, and and, and that, that's something that I'm praying that we'll be Thank able you. to do. What a deal! Yeah, what yeah. a deal, Representative. But but, but 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 Gilbert, you you man, I know you, you heard me say this last time. We were on there, but I, I thank you for allowing this platform because this helps give life to it. Because other people who are listening, they can call in and they can uh, raise awareness for this legislation, and this helps us to get the movement and to get the ball rolling. So I, I really thank you for sharing your airtime. I know you do this on your own dime, and, and I just can't thank you enough for this public service uh, 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 ability that we have in our Houston area. So you, you, my friend, are a real. Uh, hero, and, and not just Ms. Griffin, but people like you from the business community. I told you, it takes a village. It takes activists. It takes business people, uh, faith-based leaders. It takes all of us working together to make our communities better. And, and for that, I'm, I'm very grateful. Representative, you are a jewel, a treasure. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give a round of applause to Representative Rob oh, Reynolds, right? Because he's always thank doing the right thing. And listen, if there was anybody I would want in my court, it's you and the other person oh, on the Senate man. side would be Boris Miles. <laughs> oh, my You're God. Kind, you, you know him. Well, he's going to just yeah, give him he, hell. He, 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 hey, he's going to speak truth to power. Ain't, he ain't that's he's going to keep the faith and keep the fight. And we're going to definitely do that. And uh, I, I definitely hope uh, this time next week, I can have some good news to share with your listeners because we're 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 moving forward, and 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 I'm praying that this bill will get passed uh, uh, this, this this Friday. Amen. Amen. Daisy, you want to say something, Representative? Representative Reynolds, thank you so much for everything you do. Uh, Gilbert, Rep. Reynolds, um, it's been attending to all the Latino events in the community. He's been a great support to us in the Salvadorian community. He will, he attend uh, the Salvadorian Festival and presented the um, elected officials. Oh, great. Pro- yeah, um, certificate Aww. of recognition. And I want to thank you so much yeah. for everything you do. Uh, oh, you know, we pleasure. love you. God bless you. It's an you. honor. It's an honor. Hey, you know, let me just say this quickly. Imagine sure. the kind of strength that we have 
when black and brown communities come together. I mean, there, there's nothing that stops us. You know, we, we are a force to be reckoned with, and we're stronger together. United we stand, divided we fall. Yes. And I'm so grateful for the synergy, and, and I love the Latin community. I, I, I love You all are my brothers from another mother, brother and sister from another mother, and, and I stand with you all. We're all in this together. Amen. Thank you, Thank you Amen. Representative Rams. We'll let you get back to doing the Lord's work okay. in Austin. Thank you, guys. Yes, Thank sir. you. God right, bless buddy. you. We'll be in touch. All right, bye-bye. We are with the vice president of the assembly, which essentially means the Speaker of the House of Guillermo Gallegos. But before we do that, Mr. Speaker, we have another call. Jesse, are you there? Jess. And by the way, keep all those comments coming. I saw Ms. Brewer saying some great comments. Charlotte, I saw some great comments. Jess, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm what do you Mr. got Governor. there, pal? Well, I just want to first uh, tell you that, too. I'm watching you on YouTube TV, so you got a TV show and a radio show. Well, golly, how, how does my hair look? I, You're I, looking good. I was looking good. I was rushing today so that my hair and makeup weren't able to really fix me up here, as long as I'm not too shiny. Uh, go ahead and there, the, Jess. Thank you. And another thing, I want to be the first one to wish you a happy birthday, Gilbert. I mean, you have many more. It's and, coming and, up. Uh, well, it, it's the 14th, but it's right around the corner. But thank you, Jess. Can you believe this, Jess? I'm going to be 60. Wow. Well, it's all right. You're still young. You're still a young man. You're well, still a young man. Where the hell did and, that where, where the hell did that happen? Can I say hell? I don't even know if I can say hell. But where the hell did that happen and go? I don't know. Um, but you know what? I still feel the same and I look at life through the same eyes. I still like the same music, food, everything. I mean it's like when am I gonna get old? I don't wanna get old. Thank you, Lord, for giving me you the look, energy look, I have. You look like you're 30 years old, Gilbert. You really do. And you got that energy, brother. Man. And I, I just I just you go ahead. You go ahead. I was about to. No. Get, I was so excited. I was going to get up and do dance the floss. <laughs> I, I was about to dance the floss. It's a, it's a, it's a good thing I didn't because my moves aren't that good. Go ahead there, Jess. And, and then I want to tell, uh, congratulate a couple of your supporters. Juan Hernandez from Doña Marias and then my wife, Gloria Alvarez Rodriguez from uh, uh, Robert's office is uh, getting an honorary degree at this Friday at HCC graduation. Wow. In front of, in front of 2,500 graduates and they'll be honored with an honorary degree like a doctor's degree at the Energy Stadium on stage. So I just want to congratulate them for their hard work and good service to the community. Just like you, Gilbert, you're always giving to the community and I want to God bless you for all that you do. And you got the endorsement of the Chudisa crew. Me and the Boogie Man are going to be their first first team to endorse you for mayor. Yeah. Well, you know what? If I'm going to get an endorsement, I want it from you guys. The Chorizo crew it. was famous, y'all, from Kakukuka. They were the morning show, and we'd all wake up and hear them and all their banter because they were funny. Uh, yeah, we say wake up and smell a Chorizo. <laughs> Thank you, Jess, and please call it again, my friend. You got it. Bye. Yes, sir. So coming back, Mr. Gallegos. So what's been happening with the country today? Um, how has the experiment of Bitcoin worked? ¿Qué está pasando en el país ahora y, y cómo está funcionando lo del Bitcoin? En el, bueno, el en Bitcoin Salvador. a partir del 7 de septiembre del 2021 es una moneda de curso legal en nuestro país. Principalmente está siendo utilizada por los turistas que llegan a visitar nuestro país. Muchos salvadoreños han adquirido también Bitcoin. 
eh, como una manera de introducir el Bitcoin a nuestro país. A cada salvadoreño se le otorgó por parte de, del gobierno aproximadamente un valor en dólares de 30 dólares en Bitcoin y se tiene como una moneda alternativa a lo que nosotros manejamos, que es el dólar, una moneda también de curso legal. En septiembre de 2021, the Bitcoin was adopted as a national um, currency in no, the country. But together with the currency, so it's, yes. it's an addition to. In addition okay, to. Okay. And every Salvadorian was given $30, equivalent to $30 in Bitcoin. So now the people that travel to El Salvador, more tourism. There is a lot of people from all, all over the world They are traveling to El Salvador to and use, and they are using Bitcoin. Wow, so has it worked? I mean, is it working? Is it, are the people using it? Ha funcionado, la gente local la usa la Bitcoin? Bueno, todavía no como quisiéramos, pero poco a poco ha ido yeah. avanzando eh, el uso del Bitcoin. Ya hay transacciones de muchos compatriotas salvadoreños que viven en los Estados Unidos que están utilizando, invirtiendo en eh, propiedades a través del Bitcoin. The progress of Bitcoin is not that great the way they plan it right. uh, from the local people, but a lot of Salvadorian people from the diaspora are traveling back to El Salvador and using Bitcoin and acquiring business and investing. Very good. Now, when you go back in time to the gorillas and everything, I want to go back to that. I know it's a very painful thing to talk about, but I remember it. And so, and I remember one of the offshoots where there's a lot of the gangs and things going on. And weren't there a lot of gangs in El Salvador? Regresando a la historia del Salvador, uh, habían muchas gangas en El Salvador. There were, bueno, right? Sí, habían aproximadamente. Eh, se calculaba que habían más de 100 mil miembros pertenecientes a las pandillas o terroristas, como nosotros los denominamos. Afortunadamente esto ha cambiado, pero sí habían invadido prácticamente todo el territorio nacional. There were more than 100,000 gang members in the country. They wow. invaded the country. Wow. Um, but at this moment they're fighting to get them, throw them all in jail. And, uh, Have they made progress? Han hecho progreso. Con... Sí, mucho. Eh, tenemos a partir de la implementación del régimen de sección, que es una figura legal, constitucional, se ha logrado la captura de más de 70 mil de ellos. 70,000 gang members are in jail now. Wow, that is amazing. And how did they do it? You know, because I mean, like here, Houston, crime is near all times highs. It may be rolling over now, but it's unacceptable. Nobody feels safe anymore. Uh, and I'm sure that's how it was there. How did they take on that issue? And have they seen crime decline? ¿Cómo implementaron ustedes ese sistema? Aquí en Houston tenemos mucho crimen. ¿Y cómo lo hicieron ustedes para que tuviera el éxito que tiene ahora? Bueno, primero, pidiéndole a Dios mucho. Praying to God Amen to implement the system to yep. get the y, gang members in Y sobre todo con la decisión del presidente Nayib Bukele de querer acabar con esto. The decision of President Nayib Bukele to end um, the invasion from the gang members Tuvimos que depurar instituciones como la Corte Suprema de Justicia, eh, la policía, para quitar aquellos malos elementos que se habían de alguna manera contaminado, haciendo unas reformas a las leyes penales. Eh, hoy un pandillero no puede salir de la cárcel una vez esté capturado y sea condenado, va a pasar 80 años 
en la cárcel sin salir un solo día. They reformed the penal code in the country and they changed the law and they created, they did a pruning system getting rid of corruption within the uh, Supreme Court and the legal system in the country. Oh, how wonderful. Boy, we, we may need to do some of that around here. So, very, very, very good. Uh, we have a lot of people connecting. Yeah, there's so many people connecting. I mean, I'm, I'm looking. There's just more and more and more. We have a Connie Davis on the line. Connie, are you there? Yes. Hi, Gilbert. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for calling. A tip from Gilbert. What do you got, Connie? Hi. Um, I have a question for Mr. Gallegos. Um, I was curious. Does has he seen um a decrease in the amount of uh, immigrants traveling from his country now that it's safer? Ah, and I think part of the correlation to that is people that are now living abroad are going back home more. Why don't we talk yes. about that? Let's hold that, Connie. Hold that thought. Mm -hmm. Ella tiene una pregunta para usted si la inmigración del Salvador a Estados Unidos ha bajado. Ha disminuido bastante. Eh, somos quizás el país de Centroamérica que menos migración tiene. La gran mayoría de gente que emigraba del Salvador hacia los Estados Unidos era por culpa del accionar de los de los terror de los pandilleros. Uh, the immigration had come down because now the country is safer. Uh, the reason why people were fleeing the country was because of the gang members and the violence. But now that's not happening. Are, are people moving back? Talk a little bit about El Salvador's unique because the people who came here have dual citizenship. Am yes. I correct? Yes. Talk a little bit about that. Ask him, is that correct? And what a great move that must have been. And what's the latest on the laws to make some of those that are not citizens to make them citizens? ¿Qué hay cambios de la, en la ley para los que no son ciudadanos que se puedan hacer ciudadanos salvadoreños? ¿Y cómo ha, se ha, ha cambiado las cosas? Bueno, hay eh, un interés muy grande por parte de muchas personas de quererse hacer salvadoreños. Los trámites se han facilitado, los trámites migratorios, y mensualmente se están juramentando alrededor de unas 50, 100 personas que han buscado ser eh, naturales, salvadoreños por naturalización. There is 150 to, uh, to 100 people becoming Salvadorians um, monthly. Wow. They change the law. That are, that are becoming Salvadorians that are here in the U.S.? No, uh, don't say that again. There's 50 to 100 becoming El Salvadorian citizens? Yes. Okay, because they live here? ¿De dónde son esas personas que se están siendo salvadoreños? ¿Son bueno, de aquí? De, de muchas partes sí, hay gente que vive, que es de los Estados Unidos, de otros países de Centroamérica, países de Sudamérica también, eh, y de diferentes partes de, del mundo. People from South America and Central America are coming to El Salvador, because remember, Gilbert, we have dollars in, in El Salvador, and now Bitcoin, so that's attracting a lot of people to come to the country and become uh, Salvadorians. Wow. How great. Look at this thing from uh, Rafael La Lasso. Congratulations for having in your program the man who has saved thousands of lives in El Salvador with his security yes. proposal. Yes. Wow. Yes. Mr. Rafa, if I can call you Rafa, thank you for that great comment. Keep those comments coming, ladies and gentlemen, because the speaker is reading them all, and I know I can tell him it's, uh, here's Josue. He just gave me a bunch of uh, clapping hands. Thank you, Josue. Uh, que viva el movimiento naranja. I like it. The colors of his party are orange colors. Ah, yes. very good. I love it. Well, just know, Josue, that uh, the speaker is laughing with us. Uh, he's enjoying it all very much. So let's go back. So 
is it correct that a lot of the people here have dual citizenship? Yes, we have dual, dual citizenship, Gilbert. And now many people like me, that we came to this country uh, 37 years ago, we want to go back. And we're going back to invest. Uh, in my case, I was able to go back and buy land with Bitcoins. Wow. Yes. Well, let me ask you this. What incentives are the, is the government doing to attract investors from outside the country. What are the tax breaks and things that they're doing? ¿Qué incentivo está dando el gobierno para que vayan inversionistas a invertir en El Salvador? Bueno, lo principal es ofreciéndoles seguridad pública, eh, seguridad jurídica de la inversión. Eh, se les están dando incentivos fiscales. Nada menos acabamos de aprobar una ley eh, para todo aquel que quiera invertir en programas de software eh, tecnológicos eh, no, no pagarán aranceles o sea estamos haciendo reformas a las leyes para que no exista tanta tanto trámite como para poder invertir they making the trans um, the filings easier um, there is a new law that they just passed with zero tax for people that want to invest and work in software and um, seguridad jurídica seguridad. and safety wow Fantastic. Well, Connie, thank you for calling in and starting that conversation. I'm going to go to another question here, Connie. Rogelio Morales. Rogelio, are you hey. there? Rogelio, are you there? I'm here. How are you, my friend? Welcome to a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. What do you got for us? Hey, Gilbert, this is Roy Morales. I know oh, you call me Rogelio. Excuse me, they called me, they, they, said, they said Rogelio, but they, well, know, we, that, all, we all know my, you in Houston as Roy. Yeah, well, that's my baptism name. <laughs> <laughs> Roy, what are you doing? Of course, we, well, all know, we all know Roy because Roy's been active in the community a long time. He's run for office. He's running for office. He's been a good man. He's been a good supporter of everybody's. Roy, talk about it. What's going on? Well, I wanted to call in and wish you a happy early birthday, too. Thank you, my friend. That's nice of you. And, and I had a I, I missed you the other day at the uh, at the parade. I could see you out there with your crew. You look great. Um, well, thank we you, were Roy. there. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. I hope it all went well uh, that day. I know you're working hard out in the community. Uh, I hope you also have opportunity on May 20th to come to our Lulac Chordiso uh, Menudo breakfast as well oh, I'm, gonna write that down. I'm gonna write that down may 20th may 20th is that at uh, don Rockies? it's at don Rockies. okay wonderful i'll put it down tell us about the race what's going on in your race remind us again well, you're, you're running for what again my friend i forgot which position I, I, i'm i'm running for at large four at large four uh, yeah my number one priority is fighting crime and of course you know i was just watching the program on that house bill 3434 uh you know, once they get arrested, you know, we got to make sure that these inmates are protected and they have a fair process in the judicial system. Yeah, and the, that means we have to keep them alive. That's exactly. I mean, Roy, at, at a minimum, listen, we're supposed to be the most, you know, democratic society, the most civilized, all those things. And like anything else, how you treat your your least of your brethren is, I think, a, a best measurement of your true civilization and your progress. And so those folks, you know, they're human beings, they're brothers, they're sisters, they're daughters, they're fathers, all those things. And all they want is just a fair chance and not be killed while they're in jail, getting processed for crying out loud. But Roy, let me ask you this. So now you ran for mayor a while back, right? Uh, well, when you say way back, you know, time flies oh, by. That yeah. was 2009. A while back, I mean, I don't mean to say way back, a while, while back. <laughs> let me ask you this, what did you learn in that race? 
Oh, I, I learned that uh, this is a huge city. Yep. Uh, so many people. Uh, we need to stand up for people that can't stand up for themselves, Gilbert. And there's many of them out there. And, uh, you know, I'm a conservative, but I got to make we got to make sure we take care of people that can't take care of themselves. Amen and we, for that. we sometimes we sometimes forget that. And that's why I talked about, you know, we got to make sure that these inmates are protected. But we got to make sure that, you know, the people of Houston are protected. You know, I'm, I'm I, I got to make sure that uh, when an ordinance comes up or when a grant comes up, that's there for our police officers, that I'm going to vote yes on it. Because what that means at the end of the day, that they're going to be protected and the citizens of Houston are going to be protected at the same time. You know, when I go around the city now, nobody feels safe anymore, Roy. Even people like won't go to the Galleria, they tell me. I don't know why. I love the Galleria. I haven't been in a little while. But what is going on? People just tell me they don't feel safe anywhere. Well, uh, you know, going down Westheimer's not safe any longer. You have murders down that, that street. And, and you would think that you'd be well protected there. But no place in Houston is safe right now. Everybody should always be on the guard. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a shame. When we grew up, Gilbert, you could leave your front door unlocked. You could leave your car unlocked. But today, you got to be watching your back all the time. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Roy, you know what? Let's keep the faith. So what, what do you think we got to do to make it better? Well, we got a lot of things we have to do here in the city. We've got to first look at public safety. We got to make sure our firefighters are taken care of. They're, they've been like a ping pong ball when it comes to to their pension and to the money that's owed to them. You know, got to make sure. That, Roy, that's a crazy. You know? That's a crazy one, right? Because my goodness, the voters voted, and it was overwhelming to uh, do this pay parity. I just don't understand what's going on at city hall. Well, you know, the the legislature had to do what they had to do. The the law. Uh, the the Supreme Court had to do what they had to do. It was not illegal. So they had to send it back to the city to make sure that they do what's right. And when we get on city council, we're going to make sure it's done right and that they're taken care of. we got to make sure the roads. Look at the roads, Gilbert. You go to Denver Harbor. Look at the lighting on, on, on Lions. We need to improve the lighting. You know, that, that plays an important role when it comes to safety as well. Just the little things. The little things. Roy Morales, thank you for calling in. Roy, of course, is a candidate for at-large position four. He's been in the community a long time. Roy, we thank you for calling in. Call in again, pal. Okay, you take care, girl, but Anytime. wish you the best. Thank you, my friend. So let's go back. Was there another caller there? I thought we had another caller. We might have another caller. We kind of have another. Mark. Is there a Mark on the line? Mark. Hey. Good, good, good morning. How you doing, Gilbert? Y'all doing all right? Mark, we're doing fine, pal. What do you got for me today on a tip from I, Gilbert? I, I got, I, I got a couple of things. I'll make them real quick. Go, advance. go, go. I, I heard one of the callers says that it's not safe nowhere in Houston. Uh, uh, my brother, it, it is no nowhere safe right now with domestic terrorists in America. So that, that that's just the bad part about it. Not only in Houston, but I, I say in America. And as far as dual citizenship, I want to know: Do they have a right to vote because I know they pay taxes and the way I look at it is that the Republican Party, the game that they are playing, if you're in the Democratic uh, Party, then if you have dual citizens, I'm sure they're going to try to find a way not to get your dual citizen or hold it off. 
But if you're in the Republican Party and you got a dual citizenship, I'm sure they're finding ways to uh, to get you uh, 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 your, your citizenship. Well, well, hold so, that thought okay. for one second there, pal. So, uh, Daisy, why don't you clarify, and let's ask uh, Mr. Gallegos, if you're a dual citizen, you can vote for the elections in El Salvador and elections here in America in Houston. Is that correct or no? Hold on, Mark. Let's see. Correcto, sí. Los salvadoreños pueden votar desde aquí eh, por voto eh, para presidente y diputados y pueden votar, si son eh, nacionalizados, pueden votar acá para las diferentes elecciones que tienen aquí en los Estados Unidos. So they can vote for both. We can vote. But this is the first year. And thanks to President Nayib Bukele, we're going to be able to vote in, in both countries. Oh, how wonderful. Mark, you hear that? They can vote for both. This guy Bukele is a smart, smart yes. guy. Go for man, it, Mark. What do you got? Well, that's, that's what I want to know, man, and see it because I can see how the Republican Party is playing the game. So uh, if, if, if they are Republicans, they'll be, they, can, they can vote. They'll be okay. They'll, I believe they'll be able to stay. But if you're a Democrat and you're from Salvador, then and, and you uh, – you, you you trying to get your dual citizen? They probably going to hold you off as long as they can. Well, uh, that's where we got we got to come in as citizens and make sure go. everybody's there vote is counted. There you yes. go. Because every everybody got to pay taxes. They make sure everybody pay taxes, so they need to make sure everybody vote counts. Thank you, Gilbert. Mark, thank you for calling in. Thank you very much for calling in. So let's go back. So, how many El Salvadorians are now here in the city of Houston? Well, uh, according to the data that we have, 600,000 Salvadorians only in the Harris County and surrounding areas. 600,000. Six, Mr. Gallegos, uh, 600,000 Salvadorians está in Harris County in Houston? Sí, exactamente. Ese es el dato que tenemos del último censo que realizó nuestro consulado. The census, the census from the consulate, it's 600,000 Salvadorians in the city of Houston, not including Dallas, uh, wow. San Antonio. That's 10% of the whole population. How yes. many El Salvadorians are in America, do we think? ¿Cuántos hay en todo? En el país. Sí, unos 4, 5, 4 millones aproximadamente, calcularía yo. 4 million. The last time that they did a census was uh, 4 million, but right now he's thinking between 4 and 5 million, and this is not including our children, our kids that were born here. Yes, that's right. So 40% of the country, and of course their ancestors, I mean their uh, offspring, are now living here in the U.S. Yes. 40% of the original population of the country. Yes. Wow. Yes. Isn't that amazing? And have men, do many of them go home or they don't go home? Hay muchos salvadoreños que se están regresando to visit, a, to visit their a visitar. Bueno, lo que estamos escuchando últimamente es que hay muchos salvadoreños que eh, con la paz y la tranquilidad que hoy tenemos quiere regresar a El Salvador. They want to go back. Quiere, quiere, quiere regresar. Wow. They want to, they going back, Gilbert, and he's working in an initiative to be able to go back, bring vehicles, all you, um, the stuff that you own here, and not pay taxes when you get there. Oh, how great. Yes. Well, that makes it very, very attractive. Well, here's another thing I was going to ask. So when you look at it, President Bukele, if he's running for, because he's running for president again, El Presidente right? Bukele está corriendo otra vez. Sí, va a correr, tiene, va a buscar la reelección. ¿Cuándo es la elección? Es el 4 de febrero del próximo año. So February 4th next year. Yes. So that's right around the corner. Yes. So he's running for, will he have an opponent? Tiene un oponente. 
No creo que haya oponente en este momento que le pueda disputar la presidencia al presidente Nayib Bukele. La gente lo quiere mucho, lo respalda, yeah. tiene un apoyo popular muy grande. Yeah, he's very popular. Tanto dentro del país como fuera del país. People love him inside yeah. the country and outside. Well, so is he going to campaign here in the U.S., in Houston, with so many El Salvadorians here that can vote? Will he be campaigning here? El presidente vendrá a Houston porque hay muchos salvadoreños aquí. Bueno, yo me he propuesto traerlo para el 6 de, de agosto, que, que es el día de, de salvadoreño en Houston. Is he going to come? We are going to be celebrating the Día del Salvadoreño right. in Houston, August 6. Yeah. Remember last year you were yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a sponsor. Our mayor, Sylvester Turner, gave us a proclamation, proclamation. in recognizing the uh, community. So we are going to celebrate Dia del Salvadoreño on August 6th. So we are sending a letter with um, Senator Gallegos to President Bukele so he can come here. Oh, how great. So when, so we don't know yet. Uh, no está confirmado que... No, todavía no. Él falta eh, tiempo, pero haré todo lo posible por convencerlo que venga. Y seguramente vendrá por los Estados Unidos porque aquí tiene mucho apoyo, mucho respaldo de los salvadoreños que residen acá en este país. It's not confirmed yet, but he's going to make sure that he, well, he can Well, if anyone can make it happen, it's Mr. Gallegos right yes. here. Yes. <laughs> if anybody can make yes. it happen, yes. he's the man. Let's go real quick, because we have another caller. Is there Yvette on the line? Yes. Hey, Gilbert, how are you? What do you got there, Miss Yvette? You're talking with me. A tip from Gilbert. Yes, uh, it's just so wonderful today to listen to two powerful leaders, including yourself and Mr. Gallegos. And... You know, just after the conversations about the state of Ecuador, um, El Salvador Salvador right now, um, I was just curious about the educational systems in El Salvador. Mm. Uh, You know, currently, you know, with here in Houston, we had, you know, the state come in and take over uh, some of the or the Houston independent school districts due to um, students not be able to pass the proficiency exams and just you know poor failure here within the city within the educational system so i'm just curious to see what the state is there for children in el salvador and what's the educational system like yeah let's let's ask that question and you know in contrast of course uh miss yvette you know here we've been watching this train wreck for seven or eight years and then here it is and people are like wondering well how did we get here it's been seven or eight years the state's been saying they're going to take over the school and well now they did So why is anybody surprised? I mean, it's been happening, and it just seems that, you know, where have been some of our leaders? I don't know. But the only people who are suffering are the kids. So going Mm -hmm. back there, uh, Miss Daisy, what's going on in the school system? Are mainly the public schools, private schools, and, and how are they doing there in El Salvador? ¿Cómo está el sistema educativo en El Salvador? ¿Son escuelas públicas o privadas? Bueno, tenemos ambos sistemas, el público y el privado. Una, una frase muy importante que el presidente ha mencionado, lo público no tiene que ser menos que lo privado. Todos los niños que asisten al sistema público tienen computadora con internet ya uh, agregado eh, y estamos mejorando pues las condiciones de la infraestructura de aproximadamente 5,000 escuelas que hay en nuestro país. We have both system, public and private. So President Gallego, uh, President Bukele is working on the infrastructure and every kid from the public system, now they have a computers with internet to have access to the that, same that, level. That, that, that the country gives them? Yes. Wow. Yes. I don't think we have that here. 
I don't we know. Don't. I'm gonna check. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. So, Maybe in high school, but I don't. I don't think so. Wow. President Bukele wants to make sure that every child in the country has the same access to education as uh, the kids they go to private school. Wow, that is fantastic. Yes. And so, how long has the president been president? ¿Cuánto ha estado siendo presidente? Cuatro años. El próximo primero de junio. Le falta un año aproximadamente para terminar su periodo. Four years. He has one more year to go. Wow. And but until he's reelected, of course. Yes. Or so we hope. Yes. Well, let me. Yeah, go ahead. No, uh, we, he has a lot of love from the people from the outside the country and inside yes. the country. So he's very popular, and I am confident that he will be reelected because wow. we all want the best for El Salvador. Well, it certainly is doing great things to raise the viability of the country, raise its profile, all those things. Yvette, what else do you got for us real quick before I, I move on here? Anything else you want to say about the questions on schools? Oh, no, that's wonderful. It's interesting to hear, you know, about them having those availabilities with computers and, you know, the types of systems that they look at there. So that's good. I'm glad to hear that they're taking those steps. Miss Yvette, thank you. I'm going to come back to Mr. Gallegos. Where does he think the country will be, say, in 25 years? Is it becoming more, I'm going to use a phrase that may be unfair, westernized, Americanized? I mean, where does he see it going? And how do you preserve its heritage? ¿Cómo usted ve el país en el futuro? ¿Usted cree que va a ser más una vida western? Um, o, ¿Y cómo yo, mantenemos nuestras raíces y nuestra cultura? Yo veo un mejor El Salvador. De hecho, ya tenemos un mejor El Salvador. Tenemos eh, un país en paz, seguridad. Eh, la economía comienza a mejorarse enormemente también. Eh, la educación, la salud. Nuestro principal problema era el accionar de las pandillas. Una vez hemos terminado con ellas, hay un mejor El Salvador y vamos a convertir a El Salvador, además de ser el país más seguro de todo el continente, el más próspero de toda Centroamérica. He sees El Salvador uh, as a safe country. Uh, the economy is flourishing and uh, the the country is going to be in a way better position so we, uh, he's working so hard to keep it that way to keep it going um, and as of today El Salvador is the safest country in Latin America holy cow what a difference when you think back in the 80s and so forth and what a beautiful thing ladies and gentlemen you know we are running out of time I think we got one more call we'll take her in one second because I've been in the country and again think of this area like Harris County it's got a beach on one side it's got mountains on the other I mean it's really amazing volcanoes. how you have all this stuff we have a lot of volcanoes yes I went to the volcano where we got an Ernestine Ernie are you there Yes, good morning. Buenos dias, Gilbert. How are you? Yes. What do you got for us today, Ernie? Well, I want to say uh, buenos dias to you, Gilbert, and el señor deputado. Es un gran placer estar aquí con ustedes, señor. Muchas gracias, Ernestina. I also wanted to thank you for participating in the beautiful Cinco de Mayo parade. Yay! Yes! Yeah, he was there. Mr. Gallegos was there walking with me. <laughs> beautiful job supporting um, all of the community as well as Gilbert, but more importantly, your kindness and your trust in individuals is so important and it shows. And we want to thank you for coming and visiting, but more importantly, uh, your leadership is very profound and it, it, it emulates the same leadership that Gilbert is trying to convey here in Houston 
and hopefully as our new mayor of the city of Woo, Houston. Look at that. Ooh, we'll yes. be talking a lot more about that. But mark your calendars, ladies and gentlemen, for June the 5th. Stay tuned. More to come. Go ahead, Ernie. I'm going to give you the last word. And I want to say, uh, please, to everyone, whether uh, you are a uh, Democrat, Republican, uh, Independent, please vote. Your most important word can be heard through your vote. So please vote. Thank you, Gilbert. Thank you, Ernie. Well, let Mr. Gallegos know that, you know, it's amazing to believe that one hour is over. Una hora ha pasado ya y es increíble. It's, it's unbelievable. It's just like... Yeah. <laughs> One hour. Yeah. Uh, tell but him that, go ahead. Before we go, Gilbert, yeah. I want to invite all the Salvadorians in the city of Houston to please go, to go to the embassy and get their ID so they can um, vote. Okay, do you have, the, where's the embassy? Do you have the address? Yes. Uh, it's on Visonet in 59, and I think the producer can put it in Okay, address let's put it on there. On Visonet in 59. So they got to get their paper to make sure they can vote. Yes. And they have what type of deadline? ¿Cuándo es el último día que nos podemos registrar para votar? En octubre, el último, el 5 de octubre. October 5th. Yes. And the great news, Gilbert, in 37 years, this is my first time I'm going to vote. Oh, my God. How do you feel? I am so excited. Oh, my God. What are you going to do? You're going to get up there and you're going to be all nervous. Yes. No, I am grateful to President Nayib Bukele and Senator Gallegos because they make this happen for us. We've been in this country uh, like the forgotten child. Yeah. We, we, we were like away from our country. And this is in 37 years. This is the first time wow. that I'm going to vote. And I am excited. I can't wait to get um, my vote count. And I'm taking my children's. And my husband is in the process of getting his citizenship so he can eventually vote. Well, I'm putting on my great sash that's so beautiful that I'm wearing with pride. I have one at home. This is one they gave me today. And let me just say this, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we need to embrace the cultures down south. Those are our neighbors, our relatives, our friends. El Salvador is a shining example. We need to support them as they continue to grow. We need to make sure they are successful and that their formula spreads throughout Latin America and even South America. So please, Mr. Gallegos, please let President Bukele know he's invited to Houston. He's invited to my office. I'd love to have him on my radio show. Uh, so just please let him know that I think uh, Houston's ready for him. So I'm going to give Mr. Gagas the last word, whatever he'd like to say in the next one minute. Tiene un minuto para decirle algo a la comunidad. Bueno, muchas gracias, Gilbert. Feliz cumpleaños. Y pedirle a la comunidad salvadoreña residente aquí en Houston y a donde nos escuchan que voten en este próximo 4 de febrero por el presidente Bukele, por los diputados que lo respaldamos y también a todos aquellos salvadoreños nacionalizados en nuestro país les pido el apoyo para que Gilbert García pueda convertirse en el alcalde de la ciudad de Houston. Bringing El Salvador to where it is. What an amazing thing. So as we start to sign off here, I think we're signing off in the next couple of minutes. Let's put on our song. It'll probably only run just for 30 seconds or so. But let's put it on there, Mr. Speaker. I mean, Mr. Excuse me, producer. Because at the end of the day, we got to do something, Houston. 
we can't just keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a different result. We need some new people in leadership. We need to get people that understand the issues. We don't need more career politicians that have been there 50, 60 years. It's time. And let's go. All we need is love here. <laughs> No more social media. It's all over? No, we're still. Oh, I think we're still on Facebook and social media. Uh, there we go. We almost said one of those faux pas. Said, what? So, no, no, no. Um, I think we've said it all. So, let me just say this. So, those on social media, we got to support those around us. And remember, there's only one race, the human race. So, please follow me. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Facebook. I'm everywhere else. Like me. What's all the things? Follow me. If you like the show, let me know. God, that just rhymed. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> and, of course, call in, call in, call in. This is your station. So talk about what's going on at your church, your school. If you have an issue like we had about this terrible, terrible death in the jail, any issue, 832-570-8075. And, again, I'm here with the incredible Mr. Guillermo Gallegos, the El, El Salvador, Vice President of the El Salvadorian Assembly. And so let me say this to all of you who've been um, on Facebook giving us comments and this and that, stick with me on this show. Join us. Uh, send me your information. Sign up. Follow me. Everything else. I'm on Facebook, Gilbert Andrew Garcia, because let's keep this dialogue going. And let's keep together inviting Mr. Uh, not Mr. President Bukele to come to our country. Uh, and to visit with his community and, of course, his neighbors, which is all of us in Houston. So having said that, Houston, we'll see you next time. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 1360 AM and streaming live on KWWJ.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 AM and streaming live on KYOKradio.org. KCOH 1230 AM, The Source. On Sand Geek Radio 95.1 FM 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 AM.
Cam. Call in at 832-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then.